fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Forget him, kid. To infinity and beyond! It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me, and my natural response could be to get offended. So fine, let's talk about it. Any thoughts of, of your own on this matter? Or do you, is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own idea just to impress some girls? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. That's right, it's the 30-something movie podcast. I am your host, Robert De Niro, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Patrick Canigallo and Bobby Bob D. Bobby D. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff wasn't here, felt it had to happen. That's all right. You had, you had, yes. Right, and I'm Robert De Niro. Okay, well, Mr. De Niro, we need your help. <laughs> so we are, for this episode, we are getting naked. We are finishing the uh, final movie of the Naked Gun trilogy. We have covered all three of them here on the podcast over the years. We have mm-hmm. reached Naked Gun 33 and a third, The Final Insult. Yes, we have. We are also, I can also welcome everyone, bienvenue, welcoming to 1994. This is our first episode of 1994. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So welcome everybody. It's yes. actually going to be a, a very international podcast today as we are going to try to flex our linguistic muscles. Yeah. That sounds painful. It will be. Yeah. Oh, yes, it will be. But in the meantime, let's do a little stretching first. Pat, how are you doing? Doing well, John. Doing well. Good. We're a couple days away from the holidays, and that's a good thing, and getting ready to kind of close down school for just a little bit, which is nice. Let everyone get a little R&R, and uh, yeah, that's good. What about yourselves? Bo, how are things going? Yeah, break's coming, which is good. I'm hoping to get some sleep and uh, recharge the batteries. That is a plus. Yeah, I've got the same thing. Uh, I've got family coming into town pretty much right away as soon as the break starts, so... We'll have family in for that first weekend or so. Obviously, pulling back the curtain, this episode is coming out in January, but we are recording this just prior to Christmas. So, yeah. So we'll, let's be honest. If we didn't, you guys wouldn't have any January I, episodes. There would be no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so if family coming in kind of right around that time. So they'll be here for the first several days or so of the break. And then, again, same as, same as you gentlemen, plan to try to take a little time and get some sleep, get some stuff done around the house, and then start back bright and early during the first week of January and try to get some stuff done before the, uh, before all the teachers come back. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, so looking forward to it, but yes, excited to be in 1994. I'm excited for the slate of movies we've got this year. Yeah. We've, we've got some, we've got some really good stuff. We've got some really weird stuff and uh, I am looking forward to the really weird stuff just as much as I am the really good stuff. Yes. At all points in between. Mm-hmm. 
So, but yeah, so this one is Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult. We spoil freely. So this is pretty much your warning. If you hear us start to talk about a movie and you don't want to hear about it, you can just uh, pop that little fast forward button maybe once or twice, 10, 20 seconds or so, and we should be past that. And then you can keep on going. Make sure you visit our website, 30podcast.com. You can leave us a rating, a voicemail, and you can find the link to go over to our Patreon page. You can become a co-executive producer via Patreon over there to help support the show. Any level of support really, really helps us out, helps keep things going. There are costs involved with the show, and we we basically do all this for free. So we the, the time it takes to put the whole thing together, we really, really enjoy doing it but there is a cost associated to it. So if you're loving the show, if you can help out in any way whatsoever, if you can't help out financially, tell your friends about the show and then they can tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on. But yes, those are several different ways that you can help support the show. There is great bonus content. And I say that knowing that Damselvis, Daughter of Helvis is going to be in the bonus content later this year. So I'm, that's one of the weird ones I'm kind of excited for. I, I I don't know if there are words, John. There may not be words. Did, after I introduced you all to said video, did any of you go through and watch the whole thing? Not yet. Um, no. Okay. I do I intend waited, to. But. I, I intend to as well. I just waited. And then as the, the group text message chain went back and forth, it was OMG. And then you give like a timestamp. So I went and fast forwarded to that timestamp. And okay. then I went. So I, I think I saw a concentrated dose of all the extreme craziness. Okay. So all right. it's, yeah, that's extraordinary. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> what would you like to do? What next? would you like to do next? Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to unleash our review of that on the world and unleash acknowledgement that that movie exists and, and that it yeah. is what it is. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's fun times. <clears throat> so this being the first episode of the month and the first episode of the year, every time we hit the first episode of the month, we jump in the DeLorean and we go back in time to this month. This time it's this month in 94. So January of 94. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour. You're going to see some serious... So for this one, January 94, beginning of January, we have a couple different things in the news category. North American Free Trade Agreement goes into operation in January of 94. Wow. NAFTA. That was such a big deal back then. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy to think about it as that long ago. But yeah. You know what? I this And this shocked me, and this is not going to shock any of our Canadian listeners. <laughs> we, My wife and I were talking about something. The other, actually, you know what? We were watching The Crown. And hmm. there was an episode of The Crown where they go to Canada. And my my wife asked me a question, and I was like, yeah, when did Canada, like, officially separate from Great Britain? And I go, and I start looking Ooh. stuff up, and it wasn't they – didn't, they didn't, like, ratify their own constitution until, like, 1982. Mm -hmm. Really? And I'm like, what? And they're still – Yeah. Something. <laughs> I, I... They're still entangled. <clears throat> yeah. That's a good word. Good yeah. way to put that. Yeah. Entangled. Huh. Yeah, they bounce too close to a supernova, and I don't know. Slingshot around the sun, sure. and uh, yeah. you're in time travel. If right. not, yeah, guts are all over the place. Right. Yeah. 
It's like a transporter accident. But yeah, it's, that was kind of shocking. So I, I figured that was much longer ago, but no, it's not. Let's see. And then the other two things I've got for news items here are uh, a week apart from each other. January 6th, I believe, Nancy Kerrigan, Olympic figure skater, is attacked. And then on January 13th, Sean Eric Eckhart, U.S. skater Tanya Harding's bodyguard, and Derek Brian Smith are arrested and charged with conspiracy in relation to the attack of Nancy Kerrigan. I remember that whole thing. That was a big deal. Yeah, this is interesting. This is apropos of nothing. What do you... Which is the subtitle of our podcast, by the way. Indeed. Is that the first, like... I know in recent memory it probably is, but is that like the first time something like that happened? Where another athlete just took another athlete out for pure spite. Like, I mean, probably in recent memory. Just so... It's just so crazy to me. Yeah. Still, to this day, that's crazy to me. Like, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like like a like a like a hit on a football field or something like that. Right, like it was a. It was like a hit, you know. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> and I, I guess that would make sense. That's what makes it so strange. Like if that happened to, like I just don't know if that would happen. Yeah, I don't. And I suppose stuff like that's probably always been happening. It's just sort of. I, I it was underbelly and you didn't see it. So maybe this was the first public incident. Like I'm sure on the, in the practice gym, people were, Oh, I want the spot on the team, not you. And I'm sure nonsense was going on. It was just so public. That, and I just can't think of another instance of something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it was quite a it was quite a deal. Well, even go back to there's all these stories about the ancient Olympics and how rough those were. Mm-hmm. Like you had all the different city states that would compete against each other, and in the meantime, while the events are going on, they're like sending raiders and assassins to invade the other city state while the Olympics are going on. And mm-hmm. like there's there's actual mm-hmm. okay. actual fighting and battles going on between Olympic athletes and yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. I, 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 retract, I retract my my shock. Well, but that's not recent memory, though. That's like 2000 years No, ago. but you're right. I mean, large large sport has always engendered yeah. shenanigans, if you will. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the Spartans considered the Olympics to be not bloody enough for their taste. Mm. This so. mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Sparta. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry, I'm a little off tonight. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. No, it's 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 fine. It may not be you. Oh no, it's me. Oh, okay. All right. I, I think we can. All right, fine. I, it's you, can, then. I think we can lock that in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. In sports, January of ninety four, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Steve Young becomes the first quarterback to win three consecutive NFL passing titles. Oh. Uh, Tanya Harding wins the U.S. Female Figure Skating Championship on January 7th. Um, gee, wonder why? Yeah. 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 It's not yeah. cool. It's not no. Well, and as, as I recall, too, <clears throat> when she got to the Olympics, 
it was supposed to be the big Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding showdown. Yeah. And it, and it, and it really wasn't like, I, I don't think Tanya Harding, if I, as I recall, I, I don't, I think didn't Nancy Kerrigan maybe take the bronze and Tanya Harding wasn't even really in the finals. Like it really, it's, it ended up being other people from other countries kind of were taking the lead on that whole thing. I, so yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And then the other one, the other thing I've got here is January 1st of 1994, Cesar Romero, American actor who played the Joker passed away at the age of 86. If you got to go, go with a smile. With a smile. Top books for January of 94, Slow Waltz in Cedar Bend by Robert James Waller. The Bridges of Madison County by Robert James Waller, continuing his domination from 1993. Disclosure snuck in there for Michael Crichton. Top movies were Mrs. Doubtfire and Philadelphia. Top songs were Hero by Mariah Carey and All for Love by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. That's a great song. It is. I mean, I'm a big Brian Adams fan, but... Everyone else in my family refers to him as Mr. Scratchy Voice, but I enjoy Brian Adams. Yeah, huh? I'm appalled. I, yes. I'm a Ringoed. I'm sorry. <laughs> that took me a second. I'm embarrassed oh, to say. That's, oh, but I, I got there. That's okay. That's there. that's a second you'll never get back to. Yeah, um, yeah. it is. Yeah. I, I, now I see what this podcast is going to be about tonight. Yes. Oh, yeah. This we're on a roll no, I'm tonight. I'm sorry. If we're reviewing a naked gun movie, I think there's going to be some stupid jokes. Okay, fair enough. I, I think that's where we're at. No. All right. Anything? Do you guys remember where you were in January of '94? Yeah, I was in middle school. Probably. I don't know. Nerding out on something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was probably celebrating New Year's with the family. Yeah, that was probably it. Yeah. What I was doing. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. I might have still been in England at this point. I'm trying to remember Okay. exactly when we moved back. I want to say we moved back. Oh, maybe, maybe it was April of 94. Yeah, so we might have still been in England at this point. That's probably where I was. Well, as I said so, before, this one is Naked Gun, 33 and a third. New Year's oh, yeah. in England. Different? Um, Similar? I mean, we never made a huge deal. In my family, we never made a huge deal out of New Year's. Okay. We, I mean, every once in a while, you'd stay up and watch a ball drop or Big Ben light up or something. It wasn't until... So that is the thing over there, Big Ben lights up? Maybe. I don't even remember. Okay. Yeah. I'm... New Year's actually wasn't a big deal. I mean, we do a big New Year's party every year uh, with my wife's family. And that mm-hmm. was always that was always kind of their thing, was to do a big New Year's party. Really, before that, I don't know that we really spent too much time paying all that much attention to New Year's. So, oh. yeah, it was... Well, if you want to stay up late, you can. Or at 10 o'clock, I think they're going to do whatever country's New Year's Eve thing. So why don't you just stay up till 10 o'clock and then go to bed? But yeah, we never, okay. we never had parties. We never did anything like that, but uh, we, we do it up. We do it up kind of crazy now. Right on. 
All right. Well, this one, Naked Gun 33 and a Third, came out on March 18th, 1994, rated PG-13. Runtime of one hour, 23 minutes, directed by Peter Siegel, who did Tommy Boy and Fifty First Dates. Writers are Pat Proft and David Zucker. Proft did Scary Movie 3 and High School High. Zucker did Scary Movie 4 and An American Carol. Producers were Robert K. Weiss and David Zucker. Weiss did A Walk in the Clouds and Blues Brothers 2000 but we won't necessarily hold that against him. Zucker did Basketball and My Boss's Daughter. Basketball. Basketball. Oh, (laughs) my God. When is now the follow-up question is, what year did that come out? Was that 96? Sounds about right. No, 98. Oh, Okay. okay. We got a little while. Yeah. Okay. Yes, basketball. That's outstanding. All right. We have a few years to prepare for that one. And prepare we shall. Composer was Ira Newborn. He did Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Mallrats. Cinematographer was Robert M. Stevens, who did The Blues Brothers and Coming to America. Editor was James R. Simons and Michael Jablau. Uh, Simons did Dragnet and The Blues Brothers. Jablau did Wayne's World and Tommy Boy. Uh, production company was Paramount Pictures. Budget was roughly $30 million. Box office, $51.1 million. Flick Metrics gives it a 62%, and CinemaScore gives it a B+. Leslie Nielsen, who passed away in 2010, played Lieutenant Frank Drebin. He was in Airplane and Forbidden Planet. Priscilla Presley was Jane Spencer. She was in The Adventures of Ford Fairlane and Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood. George Kennedy died in 2016, played Captain Ed Hawken. He was in Cool Hand Luke and Airport. O.J. Simpson played Nordberg. He was in The Towering Inferno, Capricorn One, and The Most Famous Police Chase on TV. The uh, slow, most famous slow yeah, police slow chase, on, police TV. chase <laughs> on TV. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think it's that. The award was either that or the steamroller scene in Austin Powers. Mm. Fred Ward played Rocco. He was in Tremors and The Right Stuff. Kathleen Freeman, who died in 2001, played Muriel. She was in Blues Brothers and Gremlins. Anna Nicole Smith, who died in 2007, played Tanya Peters. She was in The Hudsucker Proxy and Be Cool. Ed Williams played Ted Olson. He was in The Naked Gun and The Naked Gun Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear. Ray Burke mm-hmm. played Papschmier. He was in Best Men and Fear. Matt Rowe played Clayton. He was in L.A. Confidential and A Nightmare on Elm Street for The Dream Master. Wiley Small played the defense attorney. He was in Basic Instinct and The Doors. And Sharon Cornell played the policewoman. She was in Hard to Kill and Mop Boss. So a couple quick trivia things here for this movie. Real biker gangs were actually hired in order to get the look of real prisoners for the prison fight scene. It was unknown at the time, but there were four rival gangs in that scene. However, no incidents occurred. So that was fortunate. Yeah, I was going to say... That's yeah. You you put together groups that are likely to kill each other or hurt each other anyway, and it's pretty shocking that nothing happened. It is funny when they talk about the rare Canary Island pine because it is actually one of the most common trees in the world. So that's a little joke that, unless you are an arborist, you might not get that one. In the early two thousands, David Zucker and Pat Proft had written a script for a fourth Naked Gun movie, and the working title was The Naked Gun four hundred and forty four point four which would have given Frank Drebin a younger female sidekick. However, Zucker and Proft ended up switching and working on Scary Movie 3, Scary Movie 4, and Scary Movie 5 instead. That's too bad because a fourth 
naked gun was, is certainly what the world needs. Would have been good. Probably could. I mean, indeed. I admittedly I haven't watched a lot of the scary movie movies, but I probably would rather watch a naked gun movie than a scary movie movie. Yeah, the first one was pretty funny, but the first beyond one was, that, I remember the first one being good. I, I don't think I've seen any of the others past the first one. I felt they were lacking. Mm-hmm. The law, I, I found law their lack. returns. Yes. Okay. Um, and let's see the <laughs> cabin at two one four zero nine three Honeymoon Bay Road was the same house used in the Great Outdoors from nineteen eighty eight. Oh, nice! So big That's bear, exciting. big bear, bear, big yep. bear. Yep. All right. In a world of crime run rampant, one man stands tall. Leslie Nielsen is Lieutenant Frank Drebin, who must infiltrate a criminal plot to blow up the Oscars, and not even the best actor can outperform his bumbling antics. With Priscilla Presley, George Kennedy, and O.J. Simpson in tow, the red carpet rolls out for chaos. When law-abiding citizens are forced to live in fear, we look for protection to one man. Lieutenant Frank Drebin is back. This time, he's going undercover in the big house. Where's your prison number? It's unlisted. And playing the deadliest game of all. That damn blue! Now go get your head out of my pocket! But police squad desperately needs him back because a mad bomber is about to blow up Hollywood's biggest bash and if anyone can stop him, so can Frank. Hold on. Sergeant Frank Drebin, Detective Lieutenant Police Squad. Yeah, and I'm Robert De Niro. Mr. De Niro, we've got to get inside. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to present the... We're here to prevent a disaster. You're too late for that. That's the guy! Starring Leslie Nielsen as Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Priscilla Presley as Jane. Nicole Smith as Tanya. Fred Ward as Rocco. Please, and nobody gets hurt. Well, from now on. Anna Nicole Smith as Tanya. George Kennedy as Ed. O.J. Simpson as Nordberg. And introducing Anna Nicole Smith as Tanya. Have you seen my pigeon? Naked Gun 33 and a third. The final insult. The movie that hits crime where it hurts. This picture contains mostly all new jokes. May play slightly funnier east of the Rockies. <laughs> okay, that can we just talk for that trailer for the next two hours? Oh, I yeah. just God bless it. I love these movies. I just can't get enough of these movies. May play better east of the Rockies. Yeah. What do you think that means, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith. And starring Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> Introducing Anna Nicole, Anna Nicole Smith. Smith. Yeah. Did we mention Anna Nicole and Smith? Yeah. I once met a man with a wooden leg named Smith. So this one, I've got some major moments for us, and this one starts off at a train station shootout, a la The Untouchables, 
we oh have the, <laughs> this part was hilarious. You have the president, yeah. you have the Pope, you have some terrorists, you have disgruntled postal workers. Everyone Which he, is showing up to the staircase. And I mean, and just, let's just say the way they point the terrorists, the way they paint the terrorists, mm-hmm. I don't want to say cringeworthy, but it's just, what a sign of what and how we found things funny back then. Oh, yeah. And even the, the, the whole idea of like the postal workers and going postal and all that, you look back on that now and it's like, oh my gosh, that just feels like forever ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the totally. But then when there's, when there's all the babies and Nordberg's got to like catch all the, mm-hmm. and then he's doing the, and, and he's then gonna, he's going to do the touchdown dance uh-huh. and spike them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Talk about things that don't age well. Oh. OJ Simpson doing a touchdown dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. So oh, what's the better goodness. have have both of you gentlemen seen The Flash? A new one, no. The new one? I have okay. not yet. No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Well, I can't I'm ask behind you this on my DCEU. All right, fine. I can't ask DCMU, you this. DCMU, whatever they're calling it. Now. I was so we then just, we, so then when you go to watch it then, my question for you was going to be which movie has the funnier opening scene where somebody has to juggle a bunch of babies? Is it The Flash or is it Naked Gun 33 Lord. and a third? So once you go watch okay. The Flash. Noted. I will keep my eye out for that. Yeah, I might have to go watch that now. You, you let me know. It's in the opening that. part of the movie, so. Okay. Yeah. I'm not responsible for how you feel after watching the entire movie, but. Okay. Okay. Noted. Yeah. Let's just say Holy most Moses. DC movies. When they come out on physical media, I tend to go buy them right away. Sure. Okay. Let's also say I don't own The Flash. Oh, okay. Noted. Once it goes on a decent enough sale, I will own The Flash. <laughs> but I and and the reason I will own The Flash is because of Michael Keaton. Okay. Right. And probably not much of anything else. So, okay. So, sidetrack on The Flash. Uh-huh. Apparently Clooney makes a cameo also in oh one of the multiverses. Spoiler oh alert, sure. There's a, he has been asked about returning to Batman. Oh, really? His quote, and the news has quoted him saying this, there are not enough drugs <laughs> to get me to go back there. Huh? So just. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. Just putting that out there. Not enough drugs, the man says. I believe that. Oh, man. I believe that. Oh, man. Not enough drugs or nipply bat suits. Well, right. I mean, you have to like, and then he goes on to say something about how bad that movie was. And, yeah. And he's not wrong. I think that's the important thing here is like. No, really. Batman whips out a bat credit card and it's not a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had forgotten about the bat credit card, but they showed oh, that boy. clip this morning when they were telling the story. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. oh I had that. I had more news time today than normal because I had the day off. Oh, okay. So I just I just kind of had it on in the background, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Like, I remembered the bad suit and a few other things, but holy. Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. Questionable, questionable decisions. Yeah, Question. there was the bat credit card and the the how dirty Bane was done. Yeah. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. it, uh, <laughs> I was not treated appropriately, <laughs> and so they brought me back again. <laughs> when you recast me with a better actor, then you have my permission to die. <laughs> Speaking of 
<laughs> recasting. How about the Marvel recasting announcement this week? Oh, I did hear about Wait, that. Wait, what? What? What the what? Well, they got to do oh. something with Kang. Yeah. Oh. Kang did a bad Nate, thing. Yeah, he did a bad, bad thing. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. John Majors, right? That's his name? I mean, Jonathan Majors. I think John Jonathan, Majors yeah, something is the Majors, British Prime Minister yeah. from the 90s, but yeah. Right. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. That's, that's different. Yeah. That, that was a heck of a casting announcement. That's it. If, it was British, if it was British Prime Minister John Majors, that's a totally different story. Right. Uh, okay. no, that I, is a... Well, I would like to say to the right honorable surprising. gentleman, to the right honorable gentleman, I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, John. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that, not, not that John Majors. No, no. but it, yeah, okay. so it's okay. been a rough, uh, a rough couple of days. Yeah. yeah, so. But Frank Drebin's uh, out of retirement. Right. So and that's positive. Sorry, back to that, the movie no, at hand. No, we, so we digest, what we folks. Now? What what are we at now? Major moment number two. It's we're somewhere around there. Yes, it's like <laughs> yeah, major moment. I don't know. It's I, major. I, I, it's major moment one point five. In the spirit of this movie, we're probably going to have fractional major moments. Yeah, I yes. took us on a so, tangent. I I, I apologize. That's fine. but only a no, little. I, I couldn't let go. The we had to discuss the opening scene. The first major moment was oh, yeah. just oh. genius. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's, and it, it movies like this. And, and Naked Gun does this in a way that other spoof movies I feel like don't. I want to go see The Untouchables now. Like I, oh yeah, I saw yeah. that and I was like, oh, now I, now I want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> they they do yeah. it in such a loving way that you like you want to see that movie. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so we open up with that scene and uh, and what does it all mean? And apparently, it's a dream. Um, so it was a dream sequence and he's dreaming about how he is unable to, uh, help out now because he has retired from the police force no longer. And I don't, I don't want to necessarily repeat it cause I know it's family friendly and my God, but I know we got to get past the major moments, but when he wakes up and the exchange, it's like a couple of lines with him and Jane where he's like, I'm all wet. And then she responds, just. Okay. I've just go watch the movie listening audience. I don't want to necessarily repeat it, but he's. Oh my god, it's every it's the same thing that makes all the naked gun movies like no chance, no opportunity for comedy is left is left. Yes. Right? Like every little detail, hey, we can put a look in here. We can put an innuendo in here. We mm-hmm. can make a comment here. It's it is just sublime. It is amazing. We we can octuple entendre. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, and, and I'm always excited to see the Penguin from Blues Brothers show up uh, and go visit somebody in prison. So, knowing her, she will not take your filthy stolen money. But she goes to visit her son in prison, who is apparently one of the top bombers in the world. Rocco <laughs> is one of the top bombers in the world. And so she goes to visit him, and there's a plan that goes down. But then we cut to a couple of other scenes where Frank is, Frank's at a grocery store. He is retired. No longer a cop, can't stop a mugging. Then we cut to the one of the courtroom scenes, and Jane is being inundated with, with images of babies everywhere. There are babies all over the courtroom, just as there were babies flying all through the staircase in the opening dream sequence. There are babies everywhere in the courtroom. I, I get the feeling at this point that babies will be a recurring theme. Might be a running thing, yeah. 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 I did love that their therapist was the doctor from Terminator. Yes. yes. 
That was fun. Hello, Dr. Silverman. How's the knee? <laughs> Fine. Fine, Sarah. Thanks. Then Ed Norberg show up with a terrorist case, hearkening back to the disco dancer murder where <coughs> Frank had first met Anna Nicole Smith and where we first met Norberg's hair. Oh, man. <laughs> that he can't get through a doorway with. <laughs> then he goes to the clinic thinking that he's going to a medical clinic of some kind and decides to fake an old injury so that he can get in. Not that kind of clinic. No, it was not. Nope. I did appreciate it. Did you like a movie? Do you, uh, do you have Spartacus? The Rocketeer, maybe? <laughs> I, I appreciated that they name dropped the Rocketeer there. <laughs> did your brain automatically do a Rockahoo? A little bit, yeah. Mine uh, did. So when he, when he does, when he has asked for that, he's like, do you have Dances with Wolves, Rocketeer, Lady and the Tramp? And then the last one he ends with is Spartacus. <laughs> I am Spartacus. <laughs> Sir, are you okay in here? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Crash, bang. I'm t- oh. the, the sounds they make. The, mm-hmm. uh. And again, these movies do it in such a way like you're picturing the physical comedy, even though it's not even on screen right. because it's the naked gun. You know what they would do right. if it was on screen. So you kind of do picture it like it. Yeah. This genre is done so well by this team, and I, I'd have to go back and see how many people are involved in all of them, but it's just so well done. Oh, yeah. Well, and and Zucker and Proft are, are so integral to all of these movies. Mm-hmm. So after being at the clinic and spending time at the clinic for quite a while that afternoon... He goes back and, what's the best way to say this? Date night does not go well, Enterprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So in order to try to rekindle the romance in their marriage, Jane has set up a romantic date night for them, for which Frank is not ready. He is, shall we say, spent? Yes. 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 So then he decides to go back. He does take up the call from Ed and Nordberg. He goes back to the police station and (laughs) I I still love like all these little lines, but the, you might be dead. You might end up dead is my middle name. What Uh, about Shane? I don't know her middle name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know her middle name. He does decide to go undercover at the prison to get some info on Rocco Dillon, who was the bomber. And then at the prison, we get the, both the shower scene and the cafeteria riot scene. Slasher McGurk. Slasher McGurk. I, I, there was going to be a three-question question about favorite chastity belt from a movie, because I feel like we've had several recently. Oh. Between this movie this one, and Robin Hood. This Prince one's Prince right Robin up Hood there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how many other podcasts can say that? We've covered all the movies from the 90s that feature the chastity belt. That feature some it sort is. of metallic mm-hmm. undergarment. Yes. RoboCop's boxer briefs. So we have Frank and Rocco escape. We do find out that Tanya is Rocco's girlfriend. Uh, Jane ends up finding Tanya's address on the napkin and goes to find Frank. And then they have that funny scene of the whole back and forth. Listen to you. Listen to you. Listen to you. And whole back and forth of the two of them as he's trying to cover up the fact that they know each other. Jane is taken hostage 
and kind of to in, to maintain his cover, he has to pretend that they don't know each other, and he kind of goes along with the whole thing at first. They have discovered that, or they're part of the plot to set a bomb off at the Academy Awards, so Rocco kind of reveals his plan to detonate a bomb hidden in the Best Picture envelope. Frank and Jane search for the bomb at the awards ceremony, causing some typical Frank, Frank Drebin-style chaos. In a confrontation with Rocco, Frank inadvertently causes Rocco and his mother to be incapacitated. Frank prevents the bomb's detonation by slinging Rocco and the bomb into the air where they explode outside the venue, but Frank and Jane's relationship is rekindled amidst worldwide applause. The film ends with a comedic scene involving the birth of Frank's child, although at first he's not sure it's his child, but <laughs> after he gets done beating up Nordberg, he'll find out for sure. Because in typical Frank fashion, right. he's not paying attention. No. And I do love, we talk a little bit about the scene at the Academy Awards. We have a, a question in the three questions a little bit later on about which of the fake movies is your favorite of the ones that they mentioned. But there are several other scenes and just those little one-liners that they do in the, in the movies like this. All right, everybody freeze. Nobody gets hurt. Okay, well, from this point on. From this point on. <laughs> from this point on. And the winner is? It's the bomb. Oh, man. What was that one? It was sawdust and mildew? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which does sound kind of like an artsy movie. It does. Yeah. It sounds exactly like something that would win that category. Like... The Oscars, yeah. And what was the category for? And one woman's struggle against. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, everything was. Was it a yeast injection set within the backdrop of. Yeah. What was the Shannon Doherty one? <laughs> like, that's the thing I wanted to find a good list of all those and I was struggling I, oh, I tried to find a good list the only kind of quasi list and I didn't have time to go back and listen to them and write them all down but a little bit of a list was Fatal Affair Fatal Proposal uh, Basic Analysis and <laughs> Geriatric Park and then there were a Geriatric few others Geriatric Park I found that one yeah I, and a few of the others I didn't remember the Mother Teresa musical yeah, and there were a few others. I couldn't remember what the names of them were. Oh, the Mother Teresa musical with yeah. uh, Richard Attenborough. Yeah, the Richard Attenboroughs, yeah. Oh, man. The best part is they just make fun of all the parts of it. Oh. When accepting the award is such and such, such yes. and such. And and then the one with it was, I think, wasn't it Richard Gere that got up there one time and said, let's send our good thoughts and maybe our positivity can go through the cameras to Tibet? Yep. And they put a little nod to that. It's just they... Let's send and our good thoughts to China, and maybe they won't be bad anymore. <laughs> they won't be bad anymore. Oh my gosh! And that's and that's what and I don't mean this as a slight, yeah. but that's what makes these movies such a a fun. When you look at them, it's like, oh my gosh, they they seem thirty years old. Is there so much that was of its time, like in that moment humor? Do you know what I'm saying? And the second yeah. one was the same way. I I just, oh my gosh. And I look at all the porpoises. So if we eat the porpoises and save the tuna for the hungry people, if we can feed the porpoises to the cats and we can skin the cats and give the porpoise. And they're just like, oh, Phil, what are you saying? What are you saying? Just remind me to never invite Phil Donahue back here again. <laughs> well, let's not invite Donahue. <laughs> he gets up there and reads the teleprompter. And here's the thing. Here's like Leslie Nielsen is amazing. And I, I, I think I read this somewhere is that his – he was never a comedic actor in the beginning, but then he yeah. trans he transitioned in because, and they think they said he played it straight, and that's why it was so funny. Right. Yes. I mean, if and that's total. That's 
dead on. Like that's, I think why this does so well. Yeah. Oh, I know. So when he gets up there and reads that teleprompter, that was like, okay, I've got to get pause. I got to hit pause and get a hold of myself because I can't stop laughing. Phil, welcome to the awards. And da, 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 da. And they just, and then he just keeps reading it dead bad. I, I, I don't know why, but that's just amazingly funny. Yeah. Indeed. Oh. It's the only thing I can say to that is yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We've, we've started to veer in this territory already, but let's go into our deeper thoughts about this one. And now, deep thoughts. I have an opinion on this matter. Don't mince words, Bones. What do you really think? I like it a lot. Wow. Thank you. All right. Did you enjoy this movie is a stupid question. So let me ask, do you remember the first time you saw it? I really think we saw this when it came out at Blockbuster. Okay. I mean, we had seen, we knew we had seen the other naked guns at this point. Like I had, I'm old enough now where I've, whether my parents are pleased or not is yeah. a whole nother discussion, right. but I've seen this type of movie before. Yeah. I remember being so amused by the court case in the original naked gun because of its content that I, I do not think my mother enjoyed me repeating that line over and over uh, yeah. and over, but <laughs> what do you, what so do you I'm mean? pretty sure when this came out, we knew, we were spooling up for it. We were ready. Yeah. Oddly enough, I think this may have been the first Naked Gun movie I saw. Oh, I wow. think I saw this one first because I don't think I saw these until middle school or high school. Okay. And so I don't think I think I saw this one first, and then I think either in high school or even early college, I then went back and I was like, okay, now I got to see the first two because I've only ever seen. 33 and a third. Got it. But I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. So much like a blind man, I'm going to have to feel things out. Oh, God, you had to go. Oh, my God, that's a great line. (laughs) Oh, my God, that is a great line. And I know we're family friendly, so we can't say the whole, but oh, my gosh. That is one of the challenges with this style of movie. Uh, All the things we want to say, but no, we should not. I was going to have to stay on my toes. (laughs) Uh, okay well the the first now Bo I know you said Blockbuster School and Upward John you said you saw this first but you don't remember exactly when yeah it was probably high school okay okay which wasn't far off from release I mean yeah well and so this is kind of exciting because like we're getting into we're all very very close in age but the further, the younger you go, like a couple of years, one way or the other makes a big difference. You know what I'm saying? So, well, cause I mean, Dennis, didn't Dennis and Leslie Nielsen go to like the same preschool? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, think so. I saw this in the theater March of 94, oh, right? Nice. Like I, I, yeah, we all went to this one. And my, my, my mom, my, my parents were big fans of The Naked Gun. So I saw this way too young, probably with my mom's permission. And I remember my wife looked over, Tammy looked over at me and said, 
you saw this? Not Nathan 33 and a third, but the original, the original Nathan Gunn. She goes, your mother watched? I said, I know. I remember sitting and watching this with my parents. And when it was, and I think I was maybe 12 or 13 when I saw the first Nathan Gunn. But so we love this stuff. And so when 33 and a third came out, yeah, all my buddies and I, we were, we were at the theater. And uh, yeah, I remember all the trailers. I remember, I, well, the trailer. I remember all the scenes from the trailer. And I just remember just laughing. And I am so happy to say that this movie holds up for me. The humor holds up for me. It's been a challenging couple of days with the family and stuff. We've got some, some folks that are kind of struggling and all that kind of thing. Enough said about that. But I needed a little bit of a distraction in this movie like delivered the naked gun series delivered. I just could just check out for an hour and 43 minutes and just laugh. So yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm happy to say I was in the theater March of 94 watching naked gun 33 and the third. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. It, it's so funny. So along those lines, let me ask you, do you have a favorite scene or a favorite? This oh. one's going to be a stupid question. Do you have a favorite joke? Of all the oh lines that they drop, is there any one of them that when you think of Naked Gun 33 and a third, is there one that you go to right away and you're like, yep, that's the one? I, why can't a good man just fall from the sky or something like that? I wish I had the line, but he's hanging from a rope oh, yeah. and he's doing the pirouette and she says something about why can't a man just fall from the sky and he falls from the sky, hits the guy and he goes over. Yeah. All rolled into one thing. <laughs> Well, and then they have him like doing trapeze stunts on that rope. <laughs> he's hanging off from one yeah. he's spinning around, and they're putting it there, and they're like, half the people aren't even going to notice he's doing it because they're focused on her and the other guy. Like he's just back there doing it. Right. And that's the oh, other thing about this: the background stuff is sometimes funnier. Like you almost need to watch it once and then go back. Yeah. Uh, who was it? I, I, she was on the tip of my tongue. Uh, well then. The name was on the tip of my tongue. What, what was it? What was the singer's name? They did the big number that he pulled the wig off, and uh, what's her name? Was it? I can't think of it. Someone do the Google quick. Yeah, I'm working anyways, on it. Anyways, anyways, when he's when they're doing the dance, and he's he's and, and Frank's in there dancing with all the background guys, and he goes down the middle, and he like hits each one in the crotch as they go by with his yeah. head. Was it, and then uh, he gets up. Was it Pia Zadora? Yes. Pia Zadora. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I have failed this podcast. Yeah, Anyways, Frank is doing the thing, and he goes through the guy's legs, and he hits them all, like, in the groin. Yeah. And they're all I, – I didn't notice this the first 106 times I've seen this movie. When he gets up, and they're all, like, going, oh, and, like, like grabbing themselves – he does the same thing, mimicking them as if it was a dance move. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, did you guys notice that? It's but the way the way that he does it is amazing because somehow he does it so that he's mimicking them, protecting his like covering his groin, but looking around like he's trying to mimic them and making it look like a dance move. I, I don't the amount of physical. The, the amount of the, the amount of layers of that particular part of physical comedy in that scene is absolutely amazing, and it's a blink and you'll miss it because I missed it for the first, like I said, hundred however many times I've seen this movie. He's dancing around like it's a 
Oh my goodness, it's so funny. It's just so funny. I will say, I think because it has a couple of different lines that I really enjoy, is, is I think my one of my favorite parts is when they're at the Academy Awards and you have the cameo by James Earl Jones. <laughs> and and that's where you have you have a couple of lines like one right after the other <laughs> where where Olympia Dukakis says what's that and James Earl Jones in his James Earl Jones voice is it looks like Phil Donahue throwing up into a tuba <laughs> <laughs> so great yes. and then i think either it's right before or right after that you have the director going someone make a note i don't think we should have Phil Donahue back next year <laughs> yeah i know and it's and again it's the straight it's, yeah. it's james earl jones just yeah. i well, think that's phil donahue throwing up into a tuba. It, it looks like phil donahue throwing up into a tuba <laughs> that's exactly what it is he's just right. that deadpan delivery yeah. is just too good i it's just so well crafted i mean it's like literally every second there is something funny going on it's it just, it is just so well put together. Cigarettes? So well yes, put together. I know. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like in Ghostbusters. Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You haven't shot anybody in six months. That's true. It's funny how you miss the little things. <laughs> <laughs> what was the line where he goes back to, where he's back at the police station and he's like, oh, <laughs> here, I found it. Well, we shot a lot of people together. It's been great. But today I retire. So if I do any shooting now, it'll have to be within the confines of my own home. Hopefully an intruder and not an in-law like at my bachelor party. Get my bachelor, like at my bachelor party. That was, yes. But then they pan over and all the guys are kind of looking at each other uncomfortably, which just takes that to the, I mean, that's yeah. the thing that really sticks the landing with that joke. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> when he's shopping for the muskmelons. Jumping back. <laughs> <laughs> he puts it out and then the gal standing there, he reaches over. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, again, something that we look at that we probably would not fly in today's day and age, make it a movie. Right. Do we have comedies like this anymore? <laughs> do we have comedies uh, like this anymore? I, I, I don't know that we do. I, I was I was trying to think about this the other day, like with with kind of the the same delivery as like an airplane or a naked gun or a, I don't know that we do. I feel like some of the obviously they were they were writers for those. I feel like some of the like scary movie movies and some of those others were kind of along those lines. I don't know. So I would say even if we do, we don't have, or at least I wouldn't say we have anybody anybody like a Leslie Nielsen to deliver those lines. Right. We don't have like a, the same kind of sense of humor. We don't have a Leslie Nielsen. We don't have a Mel Brooks right now. We don't have those kind of guys delivering lines the way these guys did. And do we think there's, in the current climate, is there a reticence to make movies like this? Probably. Because like, yeah, yeah. As, as you guys were just saying, there's some stuff in this movie that would not fly now. No. When when, uh, when Tanya has her Finkel is Einhorn moment. Oh, my God. That's, that would, I don't oh think that would fly today. I, oh would, I would have to agree with that. Now the well, lace is out, Dan. It, yes. I, 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 you, oh, my God. I dropped that line. The 
Monday night, I dropped that line. No one in the room got it. Oh, come on. Where were you? I was at work. There was only three people in the room, but still. What kind of people do you work with? Everybody was too young. It was it was sad. I I cried a little. I hurled a little. Hey, it just hey, I want to share this with all our listeners. I had a young lady in a band in band today yes. in terms of dropping quotes yes. and then going tangent. Yes, tell me. I just share this, and I didn't make a big deal. I just wanted the scene to happen. Oh, you should have thrown the ticker tape parade, my friend. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I, the cork. I just, I, I just, because here's the thing. None of the kids noticed, and she just, like, owned it. And I want, you know what? I I wanted it to be hers. I wanted her to have that moment of, I've seen something that's amazing. Yeah. That none of you, and so she's sitting there playing, and neat, neat human being. Wonderful student. Really, really nice asks good questions, friendly, funny sense of humor, just just a wonderful, wonderful human being and a uh, wonderful young person that I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work with. And she's playing her flute and she gets done and she plays or whatever and like the kids are kind of breaking up and bandsit and going whatever and she stands up, holds her flute over her head and said, this is my boomstick. And all the kids kind of look at her, and she just laughs and then walks away. I I was floored. I'm like, did did that really? Yes. Yes. That, really that happened, happened oh, and I approve this message. Oh, this so, this is this is amazing. So the best way I, I the best the way worst. for you to respond to that, because if if you didn't respond in the moment, the best way to respond to that <laughs> is at some point just tell her that something is groovy. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That yeah. was the only thing. That was the only thing. And that was the thing. Like, I wanted to respond, but or, I didn't want to. Or you start class with, all right, you primitive screwheads, now listen up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I always say that when I've got to talk to yeah. administrators. Present company, accepted. Oh, thank you. No, but seriously. I, I'm, I, I I'm only in charge of two things, and Jack left town, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I, I didn't want to steal her. I didn't yeah, want to steal yeah. a moment. And there was no way for me to, the only thing I could say was, oh my God, have you seen that movie? Which would have just totally made that lame. But I, I just like, it was, it was just such a moment of glory. I was so proud to be there. I was proud of her. I was, I just, I just like, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Yeah. That's that's that, outstanding. That is a that thing is a, of beauty. That is a kid that is allowed to pass go, collect two hundred dollars, whatever oh, she needs to do. Right, I know. That's outstanding. I know. I know. Outstanding in her field, she yes. is. So there's there is hope for the the future. I'm just saying. Is that that child has won at life already? I know. That's amazing. And, and I was gonna say, kudos to her parents. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Because that means she saw the new movie, is my guess, right? That's what it's got to be. That or they just like the retro Army of Darkness, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe. Because I haven't seen the new movie. Oh, you haven't seen Evil Dead Dead Rise? I have not. So, I mean, I don't. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's Army of Darkness. Okay. Yeah, there's there's no boomstick. There's no boomstick moment in Evil Dead Rise. Okay. 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 
Well, then that's even more impressive. I right. I have no words. Yeah, that's outstanding. Well, as as you guys know, I believe the children are our future. Teach them well. Let them lead the way. Yes. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. I I could keep going, but and. And when you sing that song, the only movie that I think of is Coming to America. I, exactly. Which. <laughs> I, I was going to. chocolate. I see, right. <laughs> I was going to let you decide. Yes. All right. Play so fine. Play don't so, you agree? Play, play so fine. I, I was going to let you decide whether that was Coming to America or Whitney Houston. And Oh, no, definitely. Kind of, with this podcast. Oh, I know. Come on. I know. <laughs> but I was letting you come to that conclusion all on your own. And I appreciate that. Letting yeah. me grow. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, that's, as that's as, very gracious of you. As most of us continue to grow horizontally, it is also good to yeah. uh, exercise the gray matter. Yes, yeah. So, all right. Is there before we go into our three questions? Anything else of the plethora of things we could say about Naked Gun thirty three and a third? Anything I, else? I, I think we really need to consider. Well, and now we're done with the Naked Gun movies. For yeah. this kind of movies, we, we need to consider doing it like our format being we watch the movie and make comments. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you want a mystery the, science theater this? This is, there is just so much. Yeah. I'm going to repeat myself. It's just so funny. It is just so, it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, you're right. I think in, in you mentioned movies now, and boy, I don't want to sound like this guy because I think there's a lot of legitimate when people like we got to be careful what we say, and I think we got to be careful because words have consequences, and I think that's an important lesson, an important balance, and so on and so forth. But then, like you're seeing with, is that like you suddenly there's something that's going to offend everybody? You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's always going to be something to offend. So movies like this are are a rarity and when you can just fire on all cylinders and and i know that some folks will like probably like the original but then by the time you get to the second or third one it's getting a little long in the tooth for some people and and all that but god i just i find this movie and this series of movies just so funny it is just they, they it's amazing so pat you've, so you've kind of you've kind of given me a little idea here yes that perhaps and I don't know if this is a Patreon thing or, or if this is like a bonus episode that we do kind of a thing. Here is a thought is that mm-hmm. we find maybe a couple times a year where we mm-hmm. pick a movie, we mm-hmm. get together in person, we record ourselves, like video record ourselves watching the movie together. Yeah. And we comment yeah. while we're watching the movie. We pop that up either on YouTube or on the on the Patreon channel or whatever, and that becomes a yep. a bonus episode of ours i think that would be a lot of fun i think that could, like we'll, we'll try it you yeah. know what i'm saying like we've got it I just because I, i'm just thinking like all these naked all the naked gun movies oh yeah what was the other what was the other one naked gun two and a half the smell of fear the smell of fear yeah. but i mean outside the state like i think three amigos oh yeah was yeah. another one we were watching that it was just like okay what well, this it's just Bo and i were just, just talking so about that before more. you came on tonight so Okay. Yeah, do our own okay. version of uh, DVD special features where yeah. we make and, no and sense. I'll, the commentary nobody asked for. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think we did something like that for Commando. 
I think Dennis was talking about one of the scenes in Commando, and we pulled up that scene, and we were watching sections of it and making comments. Yeah, and, yeah. and I don't know, maybe it'll just be an hour laugh track with us. Well, yeah. I don't know. You guys it can put lucid thoughts together. It'll probably just be an hour laugh track for me. Oh, that's you know, just going, awesome. Ah! But this movie's great. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just like I said, this, I, I was able to watch this movie at a time when I really just needed to laugh and kind of unplug and, yeah. and, it, and this movie really did it. And that's what, um, and that's what these movies are great for, whether it's airplane, yeah. naked gun, any of the three amigos, any of these type of movies, you're having a really yeah. just crappy day uh, and you need something to make you laugh. That's what these are good for. Yes. Yeah. I, I all Oof. right. It is time for 33 and a third questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And, and a special shout out too for the guys recording the theme to this. Oh yeah. I mean, that band sounds great, and I'll tell you, the guy that gets my hero points is the lead trumpet player, man. He just, that, that theme is just unrelenting. I mean, you're just playing that lick over and over and it. The guy sounds fantastic. And I listened all the way through the credits and he got solos in there and the whole thing. I, I mm -hmm. meant to look up the band and see if we could find out. It's probably like LA studio recording guys, but I wanted to find out like who some of the players were on the, on the soundtrack. But yeah, that, that theme is awesome. Yeah. And hey, John, did you like the the thing where the police car goes down the French run and the Death Star? I did. Yes. I this movie and in Jurassic Park and right. So this movie references both Star Wars and the Rocketeer. So yes, the only way if there had been some other kind of a unless I missed it, if there had been some kind of a Superman reference, there would have been the trifecta, and this would be John's favorite movie. Oh, guys, I you know what? I actually have to like do notes and and do a better job on the pod. Did anybody pick up on when they were Thelma and Louising it? Yes. When she, oh, yeah. uh, go through God. I was like, oh my God, go through God is in this movie. This is outstanding. Yep. Yep. This is, this is awesome. This is awesome. Oh, so, and you can hear little bits of that in his voice, like the inflections in there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So question number one, what is your favorite movie that features someone digging a tunnel? Oh, easy. What is it? Great Escape. Nice. I, so one of the obvious ones is the Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. I think, and, and see, this other one was kind of tough for me, and it and it's not so much, I mean, we don't really get to see them digging the tunnel, so that's why this one does not win out for me. One of my other thoughts was Raising Arizona. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. there is that great scene where they come <laughs> bursting out of the muddy ground, just John Goodman just screaming as he's bursting out of the ground there, <laughs> which also has one of my favorite lines from a movie. You mean you busted out of jail? No, ma'am. We released ourselves on our own recognizance. 
<laughs> what Avell here is trying to say is we felt the institution no longer had anything to offer us. So Raising Arizona would be my one of my other follow-ups. I got to go with the Count of Monte Cristo. There you uh, go. The 2002 Jim Caviezel, Count of Monte Cristo. That that whole scene where they're digging the tunnel and all the, the process they have to go through and digging the tunnel to get out of there, that's, that's going to be my favorite. What a great movie that is. Mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven, where they tunnel into the, the 2001 version, where they tunnel into yes. the Bellagio vault. Yes. Um, Kelly's Heroes, they don't so much dig the tunnel as they just escape through an existing one. Uh-huh. The Italian Job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just so many. Yeah. But I think that Ocean's Eleven one was the first one I thought of, mostly because I was listening to another podcast about another TV show that did sort you of were, their own Ocean's Eleven send up. And so you were cheating I, on I us with another podcast, Bo? I was listening and not hosting. Mm. Um, <laughs> but so that podcast was talking about Ocean's Eleven, so probably why it was front of mind for me. Okay. But that's the one I think I'm going to go with. Okay. Question one and a half. Ooh. When you were a kid, did you ever try to dig a tunnel anywhere? <laughs> uh, when I was very young, yeah, I remember someone in my family saying that if we kept digging, we would get all the way to China. Uh-huh. And I may have dug for quite a while. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that and I thought, huh, let's see how this goes. Between that and one of my favorite video games being Dig Dug, I remember grabbing my dad's shovel and heading out to the backyard, and I think I got maybe, maybe like three feet deep before I decided to give up. I, I Well, see, I got three feet deep, and then I thought I discovered a dinosaur skull. Turns out it was the former owner of the house had buried their dog in the backyard, mm-hmm. and I had somehow uncovered the grave, so at that point, I was I was totally convinced. I was like, I found a dinosaur, and then was promptly told by my parents, no, that's probably a dog or a small cow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm done with dinosaur. I, I think it was a dinosaur. Yeah. So <sighs> Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Definitely. Was, he was a good boy. Yeah. Did you, did Pat, did you ever try to dig a tunnel anywhere? You know, I don't think so. I, we maybe dug in the yard. Yeah. But no, I, I really, I don't, I don't remember ever trying to dig down somewhere and, and all that kind of thing. We got into other sorts of mayhem, but, but not that. We did have, I remember one winter, we had enough snow in the backyard that when we, when we shoveled it all up off the driveway and kind of like kicked it up on either side of the driveway, there was enough snow piled up on the side of the driveway that we actually did dig a tunnel through it and the kids could crawl through it when they were little. i yeah, you could kind of do Hoth. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it got, it got real awkward when I attacked the kids and then hung them upside down, and then they had to, like, try to escape by cutting my arm off, and I, it got really weird. Like, we took it too seriously. <laughs> All fun and games till someone loses an arm. That's right. And that's even more fun. Question two and a half, the, the smell of three questions. What is your favorite movie that features Weird Al? This was an interesting yeah. look through the 
the filmography of Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Tell us um, of your findings. Well, I wanted to confirm the one that I that I found, and, and favorite. Uh, this is not my favorite, but it is the most amusing to me. He was on two episodes of Drunk History. Mm where he played respectively Adolf Eichmann and Adolf or yeah, Adolf Eichmann and Adolf Hitler. Oh no. Which, (laughs) so I needed to confirm that my memory was correct. And it was, that was not my favorite, but it was the most amusing to me. I think my favorite of his has been his voice work on the Simpsons. Okay. Which is often playing himself and often doing a version of the Simpsons theme song, but he's been on there a couple times. And I think I enjoy that. A lot. Nice. I think I've got to go with UHF. There you go. Yeah. That's that's going to be my favorite out of the group. Yeah. I need a drink. You don't drink. Yeah, but I've been meaning to start. <laughs> yeah, UHF is is special. It's special. And I can't throw- I can't think of that movie without thinking of Dennis. Because every single t- every single time, anytime I'm working with something, either to do the design on a website or I'm changing something in Photoshop or something like that, anytime I'm about to select the color orange, I always sit there and I go, thinking of something orange, something <laughs> orange, give up, it's an orange. Now I'm thinking of something blue. Something blue. Something blue. Oh, little Billy Mathers, you found the marble in the oatmeal. You get to drink from the fire Fire hose. hose. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, Patrick, what was yours? I got to get done laughing about UHF first. (laughs) What did Tammy say when I made her sit down and watch this movie? She's just like, I can clearly see why you thought this was funny when you were 13. Did she hand you you a stack of papers and a pen? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's Did she right. say that to you a lot, Pat? Uh, yeah, no, but that was kind of reserved for that one. Like, sometimes I see. Because I get that thing, a lot. Right? Like, I get the. Okay. Yeah, I get why you enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, and that's the subtle yeah. hint that maybe they don't. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's usually the, yeah, I can see why 12-year-old John would have enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While 43-year-old John is laughing at it. Tammy is Tammy is trying to, when they say, hey, if there's something really annoying, if someone just ignore them and they'll go away. Uh-huh. I think that's kind of the, I think she's making that play now. Do okay. you know what I'm saying? Like she used to make commentary and now she just kind of like, will try to ignore me. Yeah. You know? But you and, still keep coming and, home? Yeah, I keep yeah. coming home. See, because it's like, because yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm old enough now. I, I I'm altruist, altruistic. I, I I don't need external, you know, validation, right? So I'll just keep I'll just keep going. You can ignore me all you want, okay? And I've got no um, place else to go. And then and then she just watches Bridgerton and just daydreams and and oh, lets me enjoy your chat. And and the marriage works. Oh, who does? Um, I say, and the system works. And, and the system continues. I was going to totally fall into like a matrix bit there, but I'm going to, I'm going to pull that off. I'm going to pull that back. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. Awesome. What was the question, John? Uh, <laughs> question was, what was your favorite movie that features weird Al? Oh, weird Al. First, can we just go back to when he's talking to the doctor at the donation place and describing 
the situation. Yeah, I go with my uncle in the oh, backyard. Oh, yeah, in the backyard. <laughs> and then, and then the just like, well, it's not your uncle in the backyard, but maybe it'll work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Funny stuff. Okay, so you got UHF, and that is, like, awesome. To just get that, get this mentioned, the the one with, who was Harry Potter? Who was the Harry Potter guy? Daniel Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. Have you guys seen oh, the... Oh, yes. The, oh, I have not yet. Seen? I need to. Oh, it was so good. And, and so Weird Al is in that one. Yeah. So I'm going to count that. It is amazing. It is amazing yeah. on levels that, like... You can't even describe. Oh, it's so right? much fun! It's it is it is so much fun, and right down to the ending, like it is just amazing. Yeah, and and on it it is probably the most it, Weird Al of Weird Al movies. I was oh. going to say just just, and it's one of those if you have to explain it, you, you ruin it. So, and I don't want to do any spoiling, but when you watch it, and you're like. At once, you're like, wow, this is a really interesting way to make a movie. But then you're like, when you look at what Weird Al does, it, it basically takes what they do in UHF and then just takes it to a whole new level. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just in terms of representing what Weird Al is about on screen. Yeah. You were in an underground accordion contest. Yes. Oh, man. So what was the name of that one? It was Weird. Weird. Yeah. The Al Yankovic story. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. Oh my God. That's, it's just amazing. Yeah. And question three and a third of all the movies listed at the Academy Awards ceremony, the fake ones, which would you be mo- most interested in seeing the full length film of? I, I gotta say I'm, it's a toss up for me between geriatric park and the mother Teresa musical. Geriatric <laughs> park was really good. That was really good. The Mother it, Teresa it, musical it looks looks pretty good too. Yeah. Oh, I think I cut across you. What were you going to no, say? No, no, I I think I was doubling down on Geriatric Park. Yeah. Oh man. Because now I'm just picturing all the scenes of Jurassic Park where the dinosaurs are mm-hmm. just replaced with older people. Yep. I'd be I'm really intrigued to see the, the the raptors in the kitchen scene with just a couple of people on walkers. Yes. Yeah, I could do a full length geriatric park. I, although Mother Teresa, they set off a bomb. It'd be terrible unless it's during a dance number. More Phil Donahue. There you go. Yeah, so what are you guys going with? Are you going with, Bo, are you going with Geriatric Park? Yeah, I think I have to. I think I have to double down on that. That's just, it's just too good. All right. Patrick? Uh, You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go with the uh, Richard Attenborough's uh, Mother Teresa one. If only because it had that dance number in there, which, (laughs) or whatever that clip was they put in there was pretty awesome. The mother Teresa well, that's just biopic. more of it. Like they had, they go to all that trouble to do that. Like right. the commitment to the bit is yeah. second to none. You know what mm-hmm. I will say? I, I think I was just thinking about this. I think the modern version of these movies is family guy. Yeah, probably. 
because Family Guy will cut, just like these movies do, Family Guy will cut to, they'll make a comment and they'll cut to, here's an example of that comment that he just made. Mm-hmm. Kind of a format. That's very true. I, I feel like that might be the closest thing we've got to Naked Gun, Airplane, Scary Movie, that kind of stuff. Today, I think mm-hmm. probably would be Family Guy. Peter Griffin, Frank Drabbit, put them together in a movie. That'd be fun. Oy. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Peter. All right. That's probably going to do it for this episode. We've ran out of numbers. And we don't know how to count past three, so that's going to do it for this episode. We are on all the different social medias at 30podcast. 30podcast.com is our website. This is the month of January, 1994. We are starting this one off. It is Law and Order Month. Our Patreon episodes are Seven Samurai from 1954, and Patreon short is Stephen King's The Stand from 1994. This episode, obviously, has been Naked Gun 33 and a third, but we've got Beverly Hills Cop 3 is coming up next week. And then beyond that, we've got The Getaway, The Chase, and Wyatt Earp we're going to finish off the month with. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming up here in January. Uh, thank you, Pat. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, John. Thank you, guys. Oh, guys. Oh, shoot. I just, La La Land's records, the Naked Gun Trilogy music, a three-disc set. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we've lost oh. Pat now. Here you go. Hey, look, it's on Amazon. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We've lost Pat. Pat's gone bye-bye. Oh, Tammy, I I thought there were more Amazon gift cards saved in there. I don't know where. Really? (laughs) Don't know what happened. Man, I don't know. Hmm. 30 bucks is not going to prevent the kids from going to college. So, come on. Ray has gone bye-bye, Ejan. Pat has gone (laughs) bye-bye. All right. Everybody. Thank you for being here with us. It's time for wrap up. Bye-bye for us as well. So be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies and we'll see you back here next time. Jane. Jane. That name will always remind me of her.